welcome to the final NFL Only Better of the season. And as we do traditionally every year, we'd like to welcome all of our new listeners. Yes, the people who just listened to the Super Bowl show. You have, you've missed a lot of really good shows. A couple of poor ones, I'll give you that. And of course, those other people who join us exclusively for the season preview show and then just come back for the Super Bowl show and see what we got wrong. I'm joined as always by Mike Carson. Ah, good morning. I mean, sad, isn't it? It's been such a long season with that extra week of play. Uh, I've enjoyed. I've enjoyed it even more. But um, you know, John's wearing black, so that's good. Sad day. <laughs> uh, look, as we all know, bigger is better, John. That's that's true. This is the, uh, the the final show of the season for for the for the new listeners or the people that tune in just for the Super Bowl show. Just like to remind you that I pretty much got all of my picks correct for the entire season. So let's just <laughs> let's just leave it at that and not mention it again. That is not true, and we do have, um, uh, you know, some 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 stats to show that is that is not yeah. true. But yeah, it's a shit. Fake news. It's just just showing you for the Super Bowl show. It's just it's just uh, no, it's just not fair, guys. And, and this is also episode sixty nine, which made John giggle and wink at me, <laughs> which I'm not even sure about what. Oh, I, I don't know, but it is. Uh, we won't we won't get to episode seventy until next season. Unfortunately, so he can uh, giggle. He can giggle for the next six months. Yeah, sixty-nine <laughs> plus one, uh, just a little bit better than usually. Uh, we got to start with the results, ladies and gentlemen. That, that means Kieran did well. Yeah, he wants. He's, look at the look. <laughs> when he, he did, can't when see he, it, but when if you look he, at the Zoom call. He's he's got this very smug look on his face. Yeah, right when there. he didn't win, like, we staved it till the end of the show. And just, no, just we didn't. That is a complete and utter lie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just park this, park the Super Bowl for a second, and let's get to the real deal here, which is uh, the results of our season-long best bets. Now, uh, first season was won by myself. Second season was uh, won by Mike Carson. You would assume third season would be won by John Bath. You would be wrong. Wasn't last year a tie? Am I <laughs> no, correct? No, last year was a tie, but then uh, Mike had a push. So he was crowned champion, unfortunately, for you, John. Um, The final results in third place is John Bath. Don't say (laughs) Let's just say it's the first ever losing record we've ever, ever had um, uh, on the show. Uh, This is what you get when you pick the, 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 uh, the Browns every week. I was just being, I was ambitious with my picks this year. You know, you have to sometimes, you know, just speculate in these things to, uh, to accumulate, but I didn't do either terribly well, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. foolhardy. Um, it came down pretty much to the last week, Mike, between Did myself it? and yourself. Yes. Uh, so in the end, uh, uh, if you remember last week, I went for the Bengals uh, plus seven, and you went for Kansas City minus seven, right? Uh, as your best bet, um, you lost, and I won. Obviously, uh, which leaves me with a thirty. <laughs> I don't know what sound effect you're doing here. Um, I end up with a 13 and 9 record. You end up with a 12 and 10 record. Once again, returning to the top is me. <laughs> now, just to be fair, right? I, I will take a picture and I can put it on the internet if people want because uh, you can see every single one of them uh, throughout the year. Because there was, no, no, it's fine. Don't worry. Talk, yeah. talk. <laughs> and next year, if you keep just drop it, <laughs> if you all keep track of it at home, that yeah, would be... you know, it, it, it's it's funny because I actually appreciate the fact that I get to you know d- to do the column. Um, which usually comes out on Friday, but this week we'll have two columns on the Super Bowl: one on uh, one on Wednesday and one on Thursday. And um, but it, you know, I think I think like a twelve. What, what did I finish? Twelve and twelve and ten. How can uh, it be? Twelve and ten. 
12 and 10. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't find that particularly impressive, but each week in the column, because there's more picks in there, I get to, you know, I get to at least have some right, you know, every week. So. Yeah. Well, two Which, columns this week, two, two more things I won't read. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that That's not a good way to try, entice our audience. <laughs> true. Please read Mike every single week. Um, don't just listen to him here. We want them. To, I want them to listen to him here. I'm selfish. I'm like that. Uh, since we were off, we took two weeks off. We did not do um, an episode for the Pro Bowl much as John. Well, I would have been right on the Pro Bowl though. <laughs> yeah, and so, as much as John seemed to want to do one as well. Um, Pro Bowl, best game of the year. Uh, since we since we were there, uh, Tom Brady has uh, sailed off in the sunset. As we actually discussed on the show, we talked about both Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Would they retire? And we brought the point up that Brady had said that when or we believe when Brady had, was walking off in the sunset, he would just kind of go. He wouldn't say, this is my last season. And so it has come to pass. He's decided to do it. A couple of stats for uh, all of you out there. Uh, he, he Tom Brady ends his career uh, without having a losing record against any team in the NFL. He's finished his career undefeated against five teams. They are the Falcons, Cowboys, Vikings, Bucks, and the Patriots. Yes, it does count. Um, and he has he went thirty three and three against the Buffalo Bills, and as I mentioned, uh, he has um, got a pretty fantastic record against most teams. Uh, props to Miami, who managed to beat him twelve times, twenty four and twelve. So Miami have the best kind of record against him. But uh, Mike, are you surprised he's gone? No, yes, not really. Um, you know, I know he said he wanted to play till forty five, but when you looked at the big picture. Um, he went, he went to, he went to Tampa and won the Super Bowl the first year. Now they built, you know, kind of like the Rams this year, they, they built a team designed to win. Um, they gave him the weapons he he needed and, and the weapons he wanted, which was a, another thing because it took him, I think, half a year to, for he and Arians to adjust to each other, you know, so they brought in Antonio Brown who could do the kind of pass passing attack that he wanted not the one Arians wanted which is basically a longer downfield kind of series of throws so they won the Super Bowl so that proved that he wasn't a creation of Bill Belichick then the next year as those guys they brought in got hurt or in Antonio's Brown's case just got dismissed uh, from the team he had what I would have called a Peyton Manning kind of year you know, and, and for years and years, the argument was that Manning had the statistics. Brady had the wins. You know, well, would Manning have had the wins if he was in New England? Would Brady, you know, that kind of thing. What he did this year in Tampa was just simply prove, you know, if I if they wanted me to throw for 5000 yards a year, I could have done it. Um, he had a tremendous season with with a team that, you know, he pro- they probably overachieved um, and they could have won. They could have got to the conference championship game because I thought they, you know, they really could have won that won that game. It was their defense that let them down in the last last minute. So when you looked at it, I don't think he thought it was going to get any better in Tampa this this next year. So he might as well go out now rather than try to somehow improve his legacy or or whatever um, uh, or let oh. it become let it become work instead of something he enjoyed. I'll bring John in now. Very good. Last, last one for you, Mike. I, I'm slightly surprised that he. Do you think he, I'm slightly surprised he never played for the 49ers? Well, once he moved from the Patriots, 
I always thought he, he he would try and do a season with San Francisco 49ers as they are his team um, that he's passionate about. And and considering Jimmy G is gone from there, there technically would be, and they are a run first team. So he could do a season there and just hand the ball off and maybe get to another. It, it would ball. be interesting, wouldn't it? And, and it, and come June say when um, they've been working out and, and Shanahan's been working um, Trey Lance, uh, Kyle Shanahan has, and he thinks, well, maybe he's not quite ready. Maybe he needs a little more seasoning. If he got on the phone and said, Hey Tom, how, how do you feel like one more season uh, with another Super Bowl contending team? Um, that would be interesting. I don't think it would be Brady's decision though. I think it would be Giselle's decision. Um, I think this is one of those things where he promised his family, he would get out and pl- spend time with them. And he's, he's got to kind of keep that promise. Yeah, yeah family wonder, are the worst, aren't they, John? Over to you on that one. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if, like, subconsciously with Brady, I wonder if he was looking for some sort of signs in his own game that his play was diminishing, but he certainly didn't get that this year. Like, he had a, you know, I don't remember what the stat is off the top of my head, but he's had, you know, a series of Pro Bowl seasons post-40, you know, when he's supposed to be winding down. Um, so it's it's just an astonishing, astonishing record that he has. So he talked, I don't know how, how tongue-in-cheek this was, but at the beginning of the season, a couple of weeks into the season, he was told, I think he did an interview with Gronk or he was on Gronk's podcast or something along those lines. Don't advertise other podcasts. <laughs> he floated the idea of playing. Gronk has until, a podcast? Apparently. he was, But he was floated the idea of playing until he was um, 50 years old, which, you know, if this is this quarterback, he was about to turn, he would have turned 45 in August. And who's to say that he couldn't have gone on that extra five years? Because if there's anything we learned over the last the last few seasons, just the regular laws that apply to athletes just don't seem to apply to, uh, to Tom Brady. And like my theory throughout this entire thing was I did, I'll be honest. I didn't expect him to actually retire this, this year. There's lots of speculation and we talked about it on the show, but I, I did think it was funny that here we had this 44 year old quarterback and there wasn't like intense speculation about him retiring. It just sort of happened, you know, like his last, there was no ceremony for his last game. There was no pageantry. I do think it was kind of in hindsight, it was kind of slightly fitting that there was that sort of the 27 and three comeback almost in, in his last game against the Rams. And, uh, but yeah, it wasn't to be, and it obviously leaves, leaves a bunch of questions, you know, who's going to replace him in Tampa Bay. I heard somebody say Aaron Rodgers just conceivably would be interesting. You know, if they're looking for another star quarterback in there, but Mike already talked about him. I think there's a realistic chance that uh, Jimmy G finally replaces Tom Brady, but just in a, in a different team that isn't that isn't New England. I mean, that's a very that's a plausible scenario, in my opinion. Uh, not not to advertise other podcasts, but I, I do believe he said that on his own podcast. He, his own did, podcast. he does actually have one. Um, Tom Brady with Larry Fitzgerald and Jim Gray. It's called Let's Go Podcast. There I mean, you go. That's the, the latest one, yeah. the latest episode of this where he um, so he spoke about his retirement. In that ep- two weeks ago or last week, in this week's episode, uh, as far as I'm aware, which was recorded yesterday, Barton, he actually said that he would be open to playing again. Uh, as well, he's left the door open, as I, I believe. Uh, he hinted that he basically um, he would he would never say never to another season, is what he has sort of said on the podcast. Which I suppose, well, 44 mate, you should be starting to say never to say never. But look. Um, Mike, last word, and very, very quickly, 
um, there's always an argument, but I don't think there is an argument. He, he is the greatest, at least modern player of all time. When you go back further and further, it's a different game. Yeah, so I mean, you know, certainly the greatest quarterback of all time. And, and since quarterbacks are the most important players, then you can make that argument. You know, if, if you're talking like abstract football player, then, you know, there are people like Lawrence Taylor or something like that. who You say this guy's the greatest football player I've ever seen. But in terms of impact on the game and, and winning and stuff, it, it, there's no question. Yeah, and he's now moved on to a very expensive clothing company for those of you who um, have lots of money. Uh, to the Super Bowl, what we were all here to speak about. And as we correctly predicted in our season preview, it is <laughs> <laughs> the LA Rams take on the Cincinnati Bengals. The Los Angeles Rams are favorites at one to two. The Cincinnati Bengals are eight to five. The handicap is four points at the moment. It was four and a half down to four. Total points stands at 48.5 over and under. Uh, lots of odds boosts up on site for you to get involved. And in. I'll list a few of them off in a quick second. We also, as usual, will have the usual prop bets, etc., on players and some of the novelty markets that I know loads of you like to get. Get involved in but uh john balf it, it, it's it's an interesting super bowl isn't it yeah you kind of you touched on it there with your with your humorous intro here and i think you would have got, <laughs> well, <laughs> you would have you, got very long odds on uh, on these two teams being the two you know last teams standing at, at this point of the season um i even beyond that i think it's just it's just really interesting i know mike actually picked um Correct me if I'm wrong, but you went for a repeat of last year's Super Bowl. That's right. I think this year. And I think it is wrong. I think it's quite unusual that um, neither of those teams, neither neither Tampa or Kansas City are are here in this game. Obviously, we don't have to go into that into too much detail. But yeah, this is a this is an interesting game. It's all it's rare to see a team that's, you know, such you know, quite a significant underdog in a, in a showpiece game like this, as we have with Cincinnati. But it, it's remarkable that this team, who's finished bottom of the AFC North now for, well, not this season, obviously, but for the last three seasons before this, maybe even four. And uh, I mean, it goes to show you, if you harness the the, the power of the NFL draft or, or take your chances, or you, you get that lottery pick when, the, uh, when there's an outstanding quarterback on the board, how much that can change a franchise, how much that can change the culture within a team. And there's no denying at this stage of the season, the evidence is there that Joe Burrow has really transformed this team. Uh, and, and let's be honest, there's still a team that have a lot of deficiencies, particularly in the, in the offensive line. I think that might be the, uh, the key actually in the game. But listen, fair play to Cincinnati to get to this stage. I think it's a tremendous accomplishment. Yeah, uh, Mike, just on that, uh, uh, people who are regular listeners to the show and have listened to the other uh, 68 episodes will know that uh, last, uh, you know, when Joe Burrow was coming through, we actually spoke about him uh, while he was at LSU when they were in the uh, college game, the conference championship, and we discussed what what a prospect he was. But there's always that kind of thing you know great college players and there have been a lot of great college players who've gone been gone on to the nfl um that have not made it you know and, and the list is long as you're on you know robert griffith the third um uh guy katie perry went out with <laughs> it doesn't necessarily mean that, no, not, no, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be an amazing nfl player but he he, he did strike everyone at lsu at the time as someone who was going to be an amazing player. Yeah. And, you know, in that draft, remember that was the Miami tanking for Tua draft, which has now become hugely controversial because Brian Flores says that the owner offered him a hundred thousand dollars for each game. He lost um, Miami. Jim Tebow, while- he went out with Katy Perry. I couldn't remember <laughs> okay. who it was for a second. All I can remember <laughs> is he went out with Katy Perry. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> and, and, um, 
Tua, they eventually got Tua anyway, drafting in, in the fifth position. But uh, you know, my my take on it was that Burrow and Herbert were the two best prospects um, ahead of Tua, who was also coming off a serious injury. And it turned out that 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 was the case. You know, we haven't seen the or heard the last of Herbert yet either. But but Burrow and LSU, it's kind of like. He's do, done the same thing again, because if you remember, LSU beat Alabama in the SEC final, then they beat Clemson for the national championship and, and Burrow and Jamar Chase combined for four touchdowns, um, you know, and, and just they weren't the better team on paper against either of those teams, but but they won through big plays. And and when they beat Kansas City in the, the end of the season this year, not in the playoffs, but the end of the season game, the same thing sort of happened. It was like it was Burrow and Chase carrying them through. But what's been really impressive, because when you draft a quarterback, number one, you're usually a bad team. And the quarterback goes into a bad team with with a problem. And Burrow, you know, his first year got hurt halfway through yeah. the season because they couldn't protect him. So lots of people, myself included, thought they would draft Penny Sewell to play tackle and protect him. But they took Jamar Chase as his college teammate. And it worked, obviously. And they've they've been able to get by with his, you know, being sacked nine times in one playoff game and still winning. Um, and, you know, leaving him out to dry a, a lot, uh, as as it were. But in the playoffs, they've been a different team. You know, they have it hasn't been Burrow to Chase beating teams um, by themselves. They've really had a balanced kind of offense. They've played reasonably well defensively um, against Kansas City in the second half. Two weeks ago, they played brilliantly, um, helped, I think, by Kansas City playing as if they were in a, a fog. So yeah, I, I like them a lot. I was surprised, to be honest, that the spread was only four. Because um, well, I kind of assumed they, they would be, you know, it would be six when it opened, and it would probably go up to seven. Well, maybe we've just underestimated. Like we've we've been burnt, you know. Like <laughs> the, the, like at the end of the day, that that's part of making the odds is you know how much money and and and, and history and being burnt. And Kansas City are case in point of that. Like a lot of people were, including uh, yourself, Mike. You were like it's only seven points, you know, yeah. the spread. KC against Cincinnati, KC at home, and and we saw what what the Bengals did manage to do again. Uh, I think it's another it's another playoff appearance that Kansas will be like. What did we do? You know, they didn't get well, any well, points where in the when they were in the red zone. That uh, that's going the big for thing. halftime. That yeah. was crazy. Just kick a field goal. You're you're you push the lead yeah. out even more. You don't. You think you're getting the ball back for the second half? That's correct. But you didn't do anything with it. You didn't even score in the end in the second half. Basically, uh, so yeah, John. Let's let's leave the past in the past. I want to get you on on the Rams. Uh, they're one to two favorites. We've mentioned a lot during the year. They assembled the team to win. All all the defensive players they brought in. They brought in Matt Stafford, uh, of course, who you know I'm a big fan of, and will be a very popular Super Bowl winner. Let's be honest. Uh, they brought in Odell Beckham Jr. midway through the season from you know, Cleveland, from the Cleveland Browns, because he's a terrible wide receiver who couldn't catch the ball. He's gone on now to, to have actually quite a good season. Um, but they've done what Tampa, as we mentioned last year, have done what other teams have done. That this this is a team for Sunday. It's not a team for next year. It's not a year. This this team is Sunday or bust. Yeah, you're right, Kit. We we have talked about it. I've actually parroted this on on several occasions throughout the course of the season. It is interesting. This is like you you hit the nail on the head there. From in my opinion, at least, anyway, that this is a team that was made designed for a playoff run. They were designed to be in this type of game. You know, they've got big game experience in on that roster. Um, 
and everything seems to have worked out from a roster building perspective. I mean, they're in the Super Bowl, so how can you argue otherwise? Um, but, you know, we spent a lot of time. It's very easy to uh, to focus really on the underdog. And there's no denying that Cincinnati are the underdog in this game. But on the other and you know, we, we talk about the we just spent a good five minutes talking about Burrow. And we mentioned, you know, the Jamar Chase connection and how good that kind of link up is. But if you know, there's no there's no um, receiver that played better in the NFL this year than Cooper Cup, and he's got a he's got a quarterback who's very much on the, on the same page as him this year as Matt Stafford. So they're kind of they're very much simpatico in that sense, I believe. Um, but it's funny. I think this is a game wherein you know the Rams' strengths kind of align with the Bengals' weaknesses, at least on on a certain level, because, you know, I think Mike mentioned the um, when Burrow was sacked nine times in that game against the Titans uh, in the, I think that was the divisional round game, unless, you know, unless my brain is broken this morning. But, um, you know, getting sacked nine times, you're not supposed to win those types of games. And it's to Burrow's immense credit that he, you know, he brought them through despite that. But you know that's still that's still the same offensive line going into the Super Bowl against a defensive front that is significantly better than than Tennessee's. It's probably you know if there's a better defensive front in the league, I'm not really sure who it is. You know, basically you just put if you got if you got four guys up front and one of them's Aaron Donald, you're going to be you're in good shape. So uh, this might be the sort of I think my concern for the Bengals and it's it's kind of where I see the the Rams greatest strength is that sort of you know Aaron Donald rushing the quarterback you've got Von Miller coming around the edge this could really lead to a situation like we saw in last year's Super Bowl I think where uh if you remember correctly Patrick Mahomes was just kind of sprinting outside the pocket in order to extend a play and try and find a pass I think you know Burrow the hype coming into Burrow might end up being a little bit of a downfall in that sense that he, there's a lot of pressure on him and the Rams are going to absolutely target him correctly. I think that's going to be, a, a, you know, well, obviously you're going to target the opposition quarterback, but it's going to be especially evident in this game. I think that McVeigh will be, Sean McVeigh, the, the Rams coach will be, you know, that's, that's the game plan in, in my opinion is to pressure Burrow and, you know, look with Aaron Donald and Von Miller and a bunch of other great secondary as well. They're going to make it very, very difficult for him. So I think that's the key to victory for the, for the LA team. Oh, well, but chump off. I mean, I'm not wait, saying they're going to, that's wait, not my pick yet, Kieran. I'm just saying if they're going to, well, they're going to impress, that's how it's going to look. Way to shit on the fairy tale. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, look, Mike, uh, we'll, we'll we'll get your picks uh, and we'll run through a couple of the, of the smart bets, etc. in the next couple of minutes. Um, it, it's a strange Super Bowl because for the first time, obviously there was this stack going around and it's the first Super Bowl that didn't have, you know, um, the San Francisco 49ers, Tom Brady or Ben Roethlisberger or, uh, or a Manning in the last 18 years, something like that. It's a strange one as well, because I, I think both, while I think the Bengals will be very, very popular winners, I think there are players on the Rams team, most notably Cooper Cup and obviously Matt Stafford, that if they were to win a Super Bowl, most people would also be like, that's great. They've won a Super Bowl in their career. Yeah. Um, and I, I look at it as being, although they've brought in a sort of superstar lineup, people like that. Um, and, and 
And they've been, you know, Stafford has a career of adversity. Uh, he has the most wins of any quarterback in the NFL history with with a losing record, um, which is a sign, you know, which is a sign of something. Um, in fact, people even like seeing Odell Beckham being part, you know, integrated into an effective passing offense again, um, you know, because he was so dysfunctional with the Giants and then in Cleveland. Um, you know, he, he is he is and can be a great player. And, and you see a lot of that. Um, in his replacing Robert Woods here and, and he and Cup being a, a great one-two punch. So yeah, I, I think I think there is that. And and I agree with with John that the you know the key to this is can the Bengals offensive line perform against that front? Um Floyd, Leonard Floyd has been really good since especially since Miller came in. And that means he's going to face single blocking much more, but he's also been good as a player, not just a pass rusher, uh, which is something he hadn't done in the early part of his career. And Gaines, the defensive tackle has been really good because obviously you get Donald double teamed all the time and Gaines for such a huge guy is actually very quick. Um, so, so I, I like, I like that a lot. Um, the, the thing with the bank to keep the Bengals close, which they don't necessarily have to do because their 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 game plan or, or you know or what you've seen is the Bengals Bengals fall way behind and then they have these great comebacks in the second half. But I don't see how they hold. I, I think it's going to be a running game, and I think the run is actually going to be the key. Um, you know, they ran mixing a lot on first down against the Chiefs, even when they were behind. The Bengals defensive line allows the average run per run is over five yards per run and i think sean mcveigh if he'll stick with that can probably make the rest of his game work well sony michelle cam makers the thing with mcveigh is he gets away from he's like andy reed he gets away from the run really quickly um and i also think zach taylor may out coach sean mcveigh based on mcveigh's performance in the championship game where he he wasted all of his timeouts and and uh, you know they 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 tried hard to lose that game. Stafford threw a, a wickedly bad interception, which which um, Tart dropped uh, as gave them a favor. You know they they had three plays where they they went beyond zero on the time clock and never got called for delay of game, um, whereas the Niners did. Uh, yeah, they they were lucky in a, in a number of ways. So I I had talked myself into the Rams early. Um, you well, know, hold just, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Let's let's not let's, let's not give that. let's not give away the ending quite okay. yet. Okay. Let's not give away. Yeah. And, and I mean, let's be honest. San Francisco 49ers LA Rams was a game filled with with bits where you were like, "Why did they do that? That seems yeah. like they shouldn't have done that." Um, I just want to take this time just uh, to thank once again all our listeners and a reminder that you can get a free five pound bet when you bet twenty pound worth of multiples or bet builders on the NFL or any sports part of daily rewards free five pound bet when you bet twenty pound worth of multiples or bet builders uh, and you can use your my odds boost tokens boost your horses on three horses any day as well see the sports book for all the details on that and while we are recording on a Wednesday. Um, by the time Sunday rolls around, I do expect a few more tasty looking odds boosts. That's not to say that the ones that are up there at the moment aren't very good. Uh, Joe Burrow and Matt Stafford both uh, to have 300 plus passing yards uh, uh, boosted from fours to fives. Looks quite decent, to be honest. Jamar Chase to score a touchdown in each half, 11 to 1, uh, enhanced to 14 to 1. They're, they're two that have just caught my eye. But keep an eye on that sportsbook as Sunday rolls around because the traders will get more and more um 
uh, what's the word I should use? More and more generous, shall we say, with some of those odds <laughs> boosts that are there. And that's what we more like. More and more insane. We like, we like, we like generosity. I'm going to get you both to do, do your picks. I am, of course, going to quickly run through uh, some of the uh, more interesting bets that you can bet on on the sports book this year. Uh, and as always, uh, Mike, I'm going to, I'm going to send it over to you very quickly. I'm going to get John, I'm going to get you on some Gatorade stuff, but, 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 Mike, I know that you are the man for the coin toss. Hit me with those stats. <laughs> the stats on the coin toss are quite simple. Heads 29, tails 26. Uh, so, therefore, since... since it's 11, I was under the impression that tails never fails. What's the that's right. <laughs> it, it, Since it's 11 to 10, you have a slight edge with tails. But, okay. you know, if, if you remember the beginning of Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, the play by Tom Stoppard, and he's flipping the coin it keeps coming up heads and he then turns and just says there's an art to the building of suspense <laughs> uh, I, I would like to say as well that it's not 11 to 10 so it's 10 to 11 both of 10 them, to 11 my, I, I apologize how could one be favorite <laughs> <laughs> okay just, what's just the push to, is there a push in this one just going to tell you that one of them can't be favorite uh, you can also back the coin toss winner Cincinnati Bengals or LA Rams and you can back whether the coin toss winner wins the game um, yes or no at 10 to 11 as well. I got involved in all of these last year, as I always do, and I lost every single one of them. I believe Tails did fail last year. I think that's what happened. Um, and I also got involved in one we don't have priced up right at the moment, um, but I, I do see um, on an American sports books is uh, the length of the, ha- of the national anthem, which is down as 98 seconds at the moment, which would be a little lower than last year, I think. Um, um, so, which it did go over last year, just for the record. Um, it's not on the Betfair Sportsbook as of yet. Again, that's one of those ones that the traders will just update as we go along. Um, but it's around uh, over under 98 seconds. John, over under 98 seconds, sing the American National Anthem. I don't know who Mikey Guten is. I hope I'm Mickey, not. Mickey Guten. She's a, she's a woman. Um, she country, is a woman. I've country, really let myself down. Country, sing, country singer. Um, well, let me Google her. And oh. no, John, I'm not clicking the images. Ugh. Mickey Guy, actually. <laughs> I would always go, I would go over in these things, you know. They like to um, be quite elaborate in some of the notes that they hit in these national anthems. Uh, American country music artist raised in Texas uh, incorporates elements of contemporary country and R&B music. Now, there you yeah, go. Yeah, she was waiting. She was waiting for a chance to sing it when the Cowboys were in the Super Bowl. But she figured she ought to get this done before she dies. <laughs> Never, ever going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Nicely uh, done. The, uh, <laughs> the Gatorade color, uh, orange favorite, followed by blue, yellow, green. Um let me just double check that actually because I wrote that last night. Now no, blue is now favorite. I just I just had a sense. Oh, blue. Overnight. Go blue. <laughs> blue is blue has come true. So blue is 15 to 8, orange is 11 to 4, red or pink 13 to 2, a clear water 9 to 2, yellow green line 7 to 2, and purple is the outsider of the field at 17 to 2. I'm I'm colorblind. Is is orange the original Gatorade color? Is Are you really we, colorblind? Yeah, that's what we call uh being colorblind. Gatorade. <laughs> Although I had I had I had a cat I had a cataract operation um, on Saturday and and in the eye that's been operated on the colors are much more vibrant but um, I still don't see red and green basically. Oh, interesting. Um, is it interesting, John? Well, that's <laughs> interesting to me. Isn't, isn't that? Like, live and learn. Live and learn. Huh? Okay, John. Blue, orange, red, or pink. Which you know, I'm a traditionalist. I'm going to have to go with orange on this one. I just think that's the uh, that's the color the Gatorade should be. I'm not all. For, I'm not one of these highfalutin types with your blue Gatorade. 
Stick to the original. That's what that's what I say. Um, there are just a few of the uh, specials that you can get on site. There are going to be more added as we go along. And I know lots of you like to get involved. Um, and then the halftime show props are going to be there. Um, I'm just looking at some of the ones that are likely to go up. Uh, Mike, can you tell me who's performing the halftime show? Go on. Go on. The halftime to- show is Doc- Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Kendrick Bourne, and... <laughs> Um, no, you got it wrong. And Mary, already. Mary J. Uh, B- uh, Blige, uh, all, all my favorites. <laughs> Just for the listeners, Mike has some trouble pronouncing some of them, those names. So we decided we'd see if we go in. But you got Mary J. Blige right this, this I time. I got it right this time. Yeah, it's, yes, not it's, actually, Dr- it's not actually Kendrick Board. But, uh, not, no, it's Dr. Dre, Mary J. Blige, Snoop Dogg, Kendrick Lamar, and Eminem. Um, Dr. Dre is favored to be the first out to perform. Uh, California Love is favored to be next song, uh, which would be quite obvious i suppose you would not I finish get- with that <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah um, that's my that's the one <laughs> um the over under on the songs is currently 8.5 and uh, as always well i don't think betfair will necessarily throw this up on the website but there is a will there be a wardrobe malfunction uh, <laughs> <laughs> as usual um to the game guys let's get your final thoughts um uh, and any sort of bets that you like like in the game the la rams are one to, one to two the cincinnati Bengals are eight to five the rams four points on the spread the over under is 48.5 it matters not how we got here we are here these are the two teams uh, that have won the conference championship these are the two teams that are playing in the super bowl and uh, they wouldn't have been the first pick of everyone but john Baff, first to you who's going to win the super bowl i think the um the things to look at here, we, we, I sort of touched on this earlier with my little my little preview, but the two things to look at here are quite simple, really. It's how how well the uh, LA Rams defense plays or how well they, they show up in that first quarter, in that first half. And if they're really getting to Joe Burrow and if they're causing a lot of consternation back there, I think that'll be the key to the game. Now, on the other side of this coin, if you look at Joe Burrow this year, now we just spent a good few minutes kind of hyping him up and justifiably so. He's a, he's a fantastic talent. But if you really look at him throughout the course of the season, it's not that he's been playing consistently at an elite level. It's more, in my opinion at least, that he's really shown up uh, when the chips are down and when he's been really been needed. So, I mean, what's the word they use for that? Clutch, I guess, is the word that they, uh, that they use. So this is the type of game where, you know, in theory at least, uh, he, he's going he's gonna to show up and, and, and play. He seems to have that mindset. He seems to be very calm and efficient in these types of scenarios. Um, but I, I still just think that the, you know, this, this matchup with the, the Rams defense he's got, it, it's a nightmare matchup specifically for this Bengals team. And uh, if, if their offensive line struggles in any way, shape or form, and you, you, it might lead to a scenario, like I said, where Burrow, not that he panics, but that he's just got no options and he's forced to run outside the pocket or he's forced to do something that's not necessarily in the play design. I think that might be the the downfall. So I think, unfortunately, for I for you know the, for Cincinnati, who are the team just who I would prefer to win, uh, just as a fan more than anything else, I would prefer the Bengals to win. But I just think this is a this is a very big ask for them, specifically against this, this LA Rams unit. And you know we're looking at that. That Sean McVay record as well. I know he's he's since last year he did lose a game uh, two or three games ago or towards the end of the regular season where they were winning at halftime. But it's still just once in what is it like sixty odd games where he's been where he's uh, lost a game that he was leading at the half. So I, I think the, the the game script for this one is just looking like the, the the Rams get about two touchdowns ahead in the first half. 
Burrow and the, and the Bengals try and, and keep pace, but ultimately they just kind of, they fall off towards the second half. So I think the Rams kind of win this quite comfortably. And I think that uh, I'm not necessarily sure that the Bengals will put up too many points on the scoreboard, which is why I think the under, as a matter of fact, which is 48 and a half, looks like it could be a good bet from my perspective. The Rams in a dull fest. Thank you, John Bath. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I agree with almost everything John said there. Um, and and the I, first. I, I am really tempted to take the Bengals. Um, I look at Joe Burrow as being like Tom Brady in 2001 when they, when they went through the playoffs. Um, they had the tuck rule um, and things just bounced right for them. And then they beat the Rams uh, as 14 point dogs in, in the Super Bowl. Um, it's the same kind of thing. What John said was absolutely right. You know, he just seems to get things done when they have to, uh, and he's got the weapons to do it. But the the overwhelming difference in the lines to me is almost too too much to to overlook. Um, there, there's a couple of sack bets that are pretty good. You know, will there be a sack before there's a touchdown scored is even money. Um, and if the Rams get over three and a half sacks, is eleven to ten both of which I think are pretty, are pretty good bets. Um, I think it could stay close because the, I think the Bengals could mount a late drive and Evan McPherson is a real weapon. And, and actually my best bet for the Super Bowl is McPherson to have it's over under on 1.5 field goals. And I'll take the over on that. I mean, it's not great odds, but, but I still think it's a, it's a really safe, safe kind of bet. So I would probably betting this, I might, I'm tempted to take the Bengals and the points because I think it, it could, I think odds are it'll be, it'll wind up being a close game. McPherson might keep it close. Um, and I agree with John on the un, over under too. I, I think I said that was my best bet um, uh, yesterday. 27, uh, 21 kind of score seems about right to me. You know um, if it goes 27, 24, I lose, but you know, I'm, I'm kind of willing to live with that. Okay, so it's, it's really, it's it's two votes for the Rams. Uh, just uh, another quick market, the uh, MVP. I know a lot of people like to get involved in that, and you can double it up as well with the winner. Uh, Matt Stafford is 6-5, to five, Joe Burrow 11-5. to five. But we have seen in recent past, guys, that um, defensive players can get it, and it's not just necessarily goes to the, uh, to, the, uh, to the quarterback. We do have a special there on site as well, part of the odds with Aaron Donald to be named the MVP from enhanced from 12-1 to 16-1. to one. I guess it depends really, Mike. Um, and your boy, Evan McPherson, is actually 90 to 1. What a story that would be for the kicker. Yeah. Uh, if he kicks a 54 yarder, you know, to win and, and kicks a 50 yarder to keep them in the game in the first half, uh, you could make a really good choice. But I mean, it's overwhelmingly the quarterback of the winning team who gets the MVP, whether, whether he actually is the most valuable player or not. Um, you know, so if you like the Rams to win, Stafford. Yeah. Is, is the obvious choice. Um, Cup is five to one. Jamar Chase is 20 to one. You know, if, if one of them were to have the big game, you, you might be able to make an argument, you know, if, if for some reason Chase breaks out with three touchdowns from Burrow. But I think Burrow in that case probably gets the MVP anyway. Um, yeah. So, you know, I might, I'd probably stick with the quarterbacks. On this I like one. the sound of that. Um, what did you say, Kieran? Aaron Donald was 16? 16 to one to be named yeah. Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. That's it. That, I mean that that's very tempting to me, uh, given how this how I think this game might go, and it might be like I said, I'm not going to harp on the point too much, but it might be that uh, LA Rams defensive front making the most significant contribution to the game, and you know who's the star there? That's Aaron Donald, and 16 to one. If you see the 16, if you watch this game 16 times, Aaron Donald's going to make a big influence in a few of them at least, you know. Yeah. 
Uh, did Julian Edelman win it for the year the Patriots beat the Falcons? Was it? Which year did Edelman win? The no, MVP? I mean, if if no Brady won it, but won you it know, if, if if a non-Brady was going to win, it should have been James White. So Edelman's never won the Super Bowl MVP. No, that was just in my head somehow. Um, I I'll look that up afterwards and we can text. In fact, if I'm wrong, people, you can all hit me up on Twitter. I know you like to do it anyway. Was that, um, ooh, Mike's yes. going to think about it. While you're thinking there, I'm going to round us all out for the season, guys. Uh, season three, our third year together. Um, we uh, almost at 70 episodes. Stops giggling, John. And uh, another successful season, uh, pretty much some good tipping throughout the year. Mike is on, on the on the on not just on the show, but also on betting up fair. We're we're not going to be back now for a little bit. We'll have our season preview. So uh, I guess just a thank you for all the listeners, Mike and John. I, I assume you also want to thank our listeners. Last time I did this, you were very un, unthankful, really. I'd say we said something very humorous, did we? That's kind of that sounds like me and Mike. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. No, I want to thank. I want to thank all of the listeners who sent in those highly critical comments about Kieran's uh, hosting. So, <laughs> I enjoy reading those. Much appreciated. All that mail is it's it's tremendous. It really lightens up my day. There was one um, on the special occasion of our 69th show. It's just lovely. Yeah, I, I won't find the one that with one that really went after all of us. Actually, the, the, it claimed Mike droned on too much, etc. But uh, <laughs> I'll put it up on Twitter or something. If now. Mike didn't drone on. The show would be like seven minutes like, long like, so. like 30 I, seconds yeah we did have we did have that troll who was was saying that i wasn't a troll I, I always i always um exa- exaggerated my correct picks you that know that person and, and, was it was merely pointing out that you <laughs> i thought it was you basically who's, who's stuck you on here karen who's <laughs> you on i'm on the side of a, he kind of was right but anyway uh there we go listen uh it's john rams are winning the super bowl mike you think the rams win the super bowl yes yes i guess so yeah yeah i hate, yeah. To, say, I hate to say it but i'll i'll, I'll flip the switch I, i'll go bangles i'll go for the fairy tale story rudy rudy although uh, obviously joe burrow's not really because rudy didn't get in the game or did he i think he got in from one play or something mm. um but uh bangles I'll, I'll go for the Bengals. Very popular winner if they were to win the Super Bowl. In what is a fresh Super Bowl, to be honest, it, it looks like it should be a good one. Uh, Sunday, the 13th of February, half past 11 at night. A reminder, the halftime show is about 45 minutes, so uh, you will be up late. And that is it for season three of NFL Only Better. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to everyone involved with the making of the show. Uh, and thank you for really to the two guys uh, who join me every single week, John and Mike. Uh, early enough sometimes in the morning to discuss all of the games so thank you to you both of course thank you're you, welcome Karen. thank you it's, for a all ple- your work. it's a pleasure yeah again I, I really think you need to work on how you respond to the compliment side of things but other than that the show's been great <laughs> we'll get that in episode 70 thank you so much for listening uh, as always i hope you enjoyed uh, listening to it as much as we do making it we will be back next season with a new run of nfl only better we'll start with our season preview around about the end of august keep an eye on all of the twitter and the betfair twitter handles etc please do gamble responsibly enjoy the super bowl we'll see you next season Bye for now.